The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. Hello, and welcome to the Port Preview podcast. For the round 23 game, we'll be playing against the Gold Coast Suns on Saturday night at 7.10pm at Adelaide Oval. I'm Portia, and joining me tonight is Rick. Rick, how are you? Hello, I'm Rick. Thank you for having me on. What was with that entrance? That was very formal. I've been listening to some ABC FM lately, so I just thought I'd try a bit of an ABC FM style introduction. Were you impressed that I was on ABC last week? No, I didn't know you were. Were you? Yeah, I was on uh, ABC Albany. Wow, okay. Regional ABC. That's WA, right? Yeah, yeah, they they interviewed me. So what for? Uh, just a chat about um, asset rich, cash poor baby boomers. Ah, oh, so yeah, there's a lot of them, yeah. isn't there? There is a few of those, yes. And uh, so <laughs> oh, we were just gosh. shooting the breeze. I had I had the same topic the week before on six PR, um, and uh, but that one wasn't as fun because he just wanted to bash the government for twelve minutes, whereas at least. At least Donna um, wanted to uh, have a bit of a uh, broader chat about the whole situation. Yeah. I, I tell you what, I can give you the hot scoop on which industry is going to start failing when the baby boomers start dropping off, and that's going to be storage companies, um, just because they've got <laughs> yes. so much shit that they, that's worth nothing to millennials that they, they think is still valuable and they're too reluctant to get rid of it. Um, yeah, well, I guess the millennials are going to be following more of the minimalist uh, theories, aren't they? Well, I mean, it's sort of forced by circumstance to a large extent. Um, but it's also things like, you know, how many millennials think, well, I really need a, a 12-seater dining table. <laughs> you know, who, who needs that? <laughs> how, many, uh, how many millennials will you need to change a light load? I, I don't know, Rick. How many? None. They'll just follow the glow of the mobile phone. Oh. I know, yeah. I just, I just, hey, I just made that up on the spot. Come hey, hey, break. look, no, look, that's fine. I'm not going to criticise you because we've got um, last year's My Favourite Feature uh, coming up yes. again this time. Uh, last year we talked about, uh, it was a little quiz for Rick and for people listening yeah. at home to tell the difference between a Brisbane Lions player and a Police Academy character, which I think you did all right on, actually. You actually did pretty good. No, um, you've been kind. I think uh, I sucked really badly. But I've got a tricky one for you. This time it's, is it a Gold Coast player or is it someone else? Um, now, ah. because of the format of Spreaker Chat, I am actually able to give the audience some audio cues that Rick can't hear, um, so it should be a little bit easier at home, um, ah. and hopefully you'll get the little cogs in your brain going, oh, oh what is that, what is that, which I always like doing. <laughs> All right. Interesting. So, oh, but i got big news. Oh, oh, what's that? I finally did it. What? What eight... everyone have been teasing me about for the last year, you ate I me? have... Fo- no, the opposite. I finally took the plunge. And what? I've gone plant-based. Wow. Full vegan? Yeah. How's that going? Well, it's been three days and pretty well, actually. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not bad. I feel lighter. I feel meaner. Um, leaner. And, leaner, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I don't less bloated in the tummy. I think the dairy was actually causing a load of a lot of bloating. Well, yeah, and would. Uh, yeah, so uh, Nicole's doing it too, and she says she can actually breathe a lot better already after three days. And um, okay, that's good. Yeah, I watched a show called What the Health. Right. So, uh, and do you, a, do you do you nutribullet it, or do you actually eat the actual vegetables? No, no, I eat the vegetables. So okay, good um, stuff. 
and it was a lead on from cowspiracy but um yeah so quite interesting that they reckon that there's a greater link to diabetes from meat than there is from sugar so yeah, check sure. it out okay check um, it out peoples you dylan, dylan on spreaker chat has said that you're a lean mean accounting machine which um yeah i guess that sounds like a really bad copy from an advert doesn't it it does yes yeah, but I'll, I'll go with it all right now i'm excited about this even if no one else is the the spreaker chat doesn't seem all that excited by the prospect of my quiz but sucks to them who cares <laughs> they're just listeners let's, this is about me and you play. Oh, all right play. okay <laughs> all right now what you've got to do is you've got to say is it a gold coast player or someone else so the first name is steve mcgarrett are you playing a file yeah yeah you can't hear it that's the point everyone else can hear it okay um i'm going with a character you are correct it is a character Alright, the next one, the name is Jack Bowes. Hmm. I'm going with a character again. Incorrect. That is a Gold Coast Suns player named this week. Damn it. Alright, next one, Dan Williams. Hmm. I'm trying to see if you're confusing, tricking me. I'm going to go non-Gold Coast player. Correct. It is a non-Gold Coast player. Well done. Yes. I'm rocking. You're on two from three. That's not bad. All right. The next one is Jesse Joyce. Mm. Gold Coast player. Correct. Wow. Three from four. You're not doing bad. All right. The next one. Max Spencer. Gold Coast player. (gasps) Four from five now. Gosh, oh, do you, you're doing too well. You, you're ruining my quiz. What's going on? All right, the <laughs> well, next one. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> the next one is James Crockett. Gold Coast player. Incorrect. Not a Gold Coast player. Sorry. Damn it. Um, the next one is Ricardo Tubbs. No, that's not a Gold Coast player. Correct. That is not a Gold Coast player. Uh, and then the final one, um, someone quite well known. Uh, and for Gold Coast players to be well known, like you, you really should know this one. Uh, and it's um, Tom Magnum. That's a pretty cool name. It is a pretty cool name, isn't it? It is. Anything with Magnum in it's very masculine. I'm going to yeah. say, nah, not a Gold Coast player. Correct. Okay. Well, you managed to score six out of eight correctly. That's so not you, bad. That's not bad. There were only three Gold Coast players in that list. Um, the others were two characters from Hawaii Five-O. Steve McGarrett is a character from Hawaii Five-O, uh, as is Dan Williams uh, from the famous phrase Book him Dano from the original series. Um, James Crockett is a Miami Vice character played by Don Johnston, and Ricardo Tubbs is his partner. Uh, Philip Michael Thomas plays him. And, of course, the last one is Tom Magnum from Magnum P.I., played by Tom Selleck. I had... I knew none of those eight <laughs> names, and every single one was a guess to what I thought sounded like a footy player or not. <laughs> so you, you still did well. How did the chat room go? Um, I don't know, because I wasn't following at the time. I was watching, because I can't watch the chat and the effects on the same time, unfortunately. So, But they look like they're, they're getting involved. They're having a try. They're they have to... Uh, just t- tell them to type the uh, score so you can say what the, see what the scores are. Say what, sorry? Just tell them to type their score. So, oh, uh, okay. What's your score, yeah. So you can see a summary of the scores. 
All right. As you can tell, oh, sorry, we're I, really I, enthusiastic I, about the game this week. I, I forgot to mention there was a theme track playing behind the Gold Coast Suns players, uh, and because I was sort of following an '80s theme, it was in fact um, Warwick Kappa singing uh, "I Only Take What's Mine." Um, this was <laughs> technically before his Carrara days, but uh, or Carrara Carrara days. Um, I always get the one. Um, but I thought it was kind of thematically appropriate, and certainly better than the Gold Coast Suns theme song. They should really just adopt it permanently, I think. Um, yeah, good choice. Yeah. All right. Um, now. Hot topic, really. There's nothing very exciting in the news, um, apart from Tom Jonas getting suspended, which isn't actually exciting. It's kind of shitty. Um, what did you think of his suspension? Oh, look, I mean, he's had an, he's had a week added to it because of his his terrible record. So it's not much you can say about that. Do you agree with that? No. Well, it's no. What like, it is. do you agree with the principle of penalising people for having a poor record? Um, or should every incident just be assessed on its merits? I think that if you have a discount for having a good record, you need to have a penalty for having a bad one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, like, I we, love look, this. We are, we are really at a point where Tom Jonas should be learning to play a bit smarter. Yeah? I think like, he, was still, he was still unlucky. I mean, it was, it was such a soft... Really, look, I mean... If that's two weeks, Ollie Wine should have had two weeks the week before, really. Yeah, maybe. I mean, and I, I mean, I love the example on Bigfooty. I don't think he used Bigfooty anymore, but um, someone did a still shot of Cameron in yeah. round three and Tom Jonas, both um, uh, position head hits the arm, both in the same area. Cameron's actually worse. He's off the ground. Jonas isn't off the ground. They're both miles off the ball. Um, Houston, I think, got taken off the ground. Dowhouse didn't even get taken off the ground. He just flopped for a free kick. And you got one where there's nothing to answer, and then you get another one where it's three down to two or whatever it is. I mean, it's just yeah. ridiculous. And I and I've said it to you before. I just until, and I said on Monday night, until they allow precedence in this tribunal, it's just a, it's just a kangaroo court as far as I'm concerned. Look, it is. Um, I do, look, for me, I kind of feel like AFL is such a high dollar value industry that if we can't afford to have proper uh, a system of judicial, uh, proper judicial system, if, we, if we're saying, oh, the reason we're not doing a proper tribunal and we're relying on video review is because we can't afford it, like, what is that shit? Um, if you can't prioritise making sure the game is run in a fair fashion uh, as a league, with the amount of money flying around that it is right now, I mean, there's no wonder people think it's a bit corrupt, is there? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's um, my rant. Yeah, now just a quick correction on the, the quiz. Apparently, even though the sound file used exactly the same process for it as the other stuff, the, the um, Warwick Kappa song didn't come up for the uh, other tracks. For, for the, the Gold Coast Sun players, I know. So it was actually really easy if you were listening because the only ones that had only the ones that theme songs were non Gold Coast Suns players. But <laughs> I'm sorry that failed. I I couldn't test it in advance. It's too hard to do. But anyway, everyone, uh, everyone sorry. wants a refund now, Porsche. Well, you can have all of the zero dollars you put into this. You can have it all back. You can have twice yes. your money back. Twice your money <laughs> back. There you go. <laughs> Alrighty, so look, we'll start talking about Gold Coast. It won't take very long because they're terrible. Um, they've lost their last seven games this year. Uh, I think they've won six games in total uh, and lost 15. Uh, their wins have come twice against Hawthorne and they've beaten Carlton, Geelong, West Coast and North Melbourne. Um, it's hard to believe they beat Geelong, but they did in um, Gold Coast. 
Uh, they've had a, a, a truly shitty year. Uh, it's no surprise that Rodney has got the ass. And um, when you look at the age of their squad, like this, they're still, all these years later, they've still got a pretty young side because uh, they keep turning over because players either don't stay or they're no good. Um, the way they're losing is all over the place. So the midfield is actually probably the only part of their um, team that's actually okay. And mostly that's because of Gary Ablett. Uh, they've got the ninth most clearances in the league, which is overperforming for their latter position and the third least clearances against. So they're actually doing pretty well. Um, but their in, uh, attack is not adequate. They've got the fourth least goals scored and the third least marks inside 50, which is actually pretty much reflecting their ladder position. Um, the next two, though, no defensive focus. They've got the third most goals against, the second most marks inside 50 against, and the fifth highest rebound 50s, but that's because they've got the third highest inside 50s against them. And the worst one is that they are soft as, I don't know, marshmallows? Um, they lay the mm. least tackles in the league, they take the least contested marks in the league, and they have the least clangers against, which basically says they're not exerting uh, any pressure anywhere on the ground. Um, that's below their ladder position. Their, their low ladder position is below it. Um, so basically they've got a mid-range midfield, and when Gary Abbott leaves, they're fucked. They sound, um, they sound very <laughs> lazy. Well, it, it's hard to say, isn't it? Like they're like I said earlier, just um, they're a young team, and there's not really a lot of leadership. Uh, and the leadership that Gary Ablett provides is kind of, it's kind of detrimental but, in a way. Like, it's not that he doesn't try, but he so is Gold Coast. Yeah, I still think they're over-reliant. Like, he's only played 14 games this year, and he's top of their clearances um, <laughs> across all players for all games played. Um, you know, he's just so, so, so far above the players around him. It's almost like he's irrelevant, you know? Like, if you yeah. put... You know, if if yeah, if you put Warren Treadray into the the Fremantle side of the same era, um, you know, like he, he'd go, wow, it's all Warren Treadray, and it would be all Warren Treadray because they just wouldn't have had enough support around him. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an normally when a club sacks a coach, the playing group rebounds a little bit, either wins or shows a bit of fight or something, but. Mm. I, well, I guess it shows that the players just don't give a shit because they've done nothing even after he's been sacked. So uh, what I found interesting was in the press, one of the players came out and got interviewed and said they they would like to be involved in the selection of the coach and have some input. <laughs> is, this, is this actually the millennial generation actually coming through now in the, with look, the new views? I think that um, I don't think it's a millennial thing. I mean, I think that they'll ask for it because realistically, they are the most powerful unit and the most cohesive unit at Gold Coast, which is saying something. Um, you know, like they've got an absolute muppet running their club. I don't think that I'd want to. If I was a player there, committing to two or three years, I don't think I'd want him picking the next coach either. Um, they've made, you know, the, the selections they've had for senior coach so far, they've been duds, really. Um, Who's right, running the club? Oh, I forget his name. The wanker was going on about playing in China during before the China game. That's what that's who I know him as. <laughs> the right. Gold Coast Suns Red Guernsey in China wanker. Um, yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. his actual name is, I've seen him on TV since then. But that's all I'll think about for the rest of his life. So it's not a millennial thing. I think it's just a we're at a shit club. Uh, we're being paid well, but we don't think that you off field know what you're doing, which is true. They don't. They don't. They really have really screwed the pooch. Um, so should we uh, should we put our hand up to to run it? Me and you will. You do one <laughs> week and I'll and I'll do the second week. What do you reckon? Uh yeah, sure. I'd, I'd 
I've got that one on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, look, they've been hugely mismanaged and the AFL needs to... They're, they're at the point where the AFL needs to step in because they've all their starting concessions are kind of... They've screwed them. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Back to the beanie. It kind of is. I wouldn't be surprised if they even got a priority pick. Oh, God. They shouldn't, but they might. <laughs> I don't know. How many, more do, how many more do they need? Well, that's the thing. I don't know how many more do they need. They need. They need what they need is a way to get players to think. If I go there, I'm not going to be wasting my career. Like that's what they need more than anything else. Um, and that's probably off-field appointments, realistically. Um, yeah, that's really what it is. It's probably about off-field appointments more than the on-field ones. Um, and then, you know, if you build it, they will come. I guess that's what they say. Um, films that from Field of Dreams, isn't it? Yeah, Field of Dreams. Ah, uh, okay. Um, Rick's phone has dropped, so I'm going to keep talking until he's ready to talk again. Um, and I guess that that's all right. Uh, oh, Rick, you're back. Hello. Can everyone hear Rick at Sorry. home? <laughs> you were boring me, so I just hung up. <laughs> oh, screw you. <laughs> oh, dear. Apologies. Phone, phone cut out. Anyway. Okay, good. All right, so, yeah. so <laughs> we'll move along to the changes to our side. Um, now, the changes this week, they were really... Oh, hang on. They can't hear you still. Uh, oh, no, he's back. Okay. We've got yeah. you. All good. So awesome. It's just a, this is, it's just a slight broadcasting delay. It happens. Yeah. Apologies. <laughs> okay. So we'll go to our changes. Uh, really, I think this is a week where we only could have screwed up our changes by making them. Uh, so the fact there's only one change and it's forced, it kind of makes sense. So we've got Tom Jonas out. And uh, then we've got uh, Jasper Pittard coming in for him, which... You know, okay, sure. Uh, you happy with that? Or, oh, would you look, have gone, or would you have gone Jackson? Oh, no, I wouldn't have gone Jackson. Their, their, their forward line is a mess. I mean, you might as well put Fidat in because he'll get a bit of rebound um, yeah. going on at least. It, it really doesn't matter too much who we picked. And I do understand why they'd want to play Pittard this week because I'm sure that he's exactly the sort of guy that even if he's on the outer that um, Hinkley will want the luxury of being able to call up in finals. And if we've got to buy next week, then it's good to get some, I don't know, some run into Pittard this week. What's wrong with Jasper this year? Just the injury, you reckon? He, he has been off. He doesn't look like he's running like his normal self. I guess uh, he, he he's had that calf problem. I think it's just a couple of things. Um, I think it's that maybe his personal form's been down, but I also think that we just haven't needed his... We haven't needed to rely on him doing his role as much as we have in previous seasons. Like, we've had other guys, like uh, Dan Houston, come in and be a pretty good contributor on the halfback flank. We've got Hamish Hartlett actually playing in defence and not completely awful. Um, you know, there's only so much rebound. There's only so many halfback flankers that you really need in a side. And we have said for the first half of the year we were playing too many. And I think he's just kind of... His individual output's probably been reduced in part because of that. Do you, uh, are you of the um, same opinion of me? The success recently of Hartlett is the death knell of Broadbent on our roster. Uh, no, I don't know. Maybe, um, maybe. Look, I mean, I guess we could also look at this week as being a a chance to show off to Gold Coast some players they might want to trade for. <laughs> we should have had uh, Archie in the side then, hey? Oh, uh, they'll pick him up for nothing. I would have thought. Pretty much, mm. he'll be he'll be uh, he'll be the packet of chips in a deal. You'd imagine the if gar- you do one. The guarantee is if he goes to Gold Coast, that I'll win the bet and he'll get fifty AFL games. Well, it's fifty AFL games for Port. 
No. Yeah. This is 50 what? AFL What do games? I care if he plays 50 AFL games for someone else? No, no, no. There's 50 AFL games need, support. You need to go to that episode and actually see if you stipulated <laughs> poor. I'm pretty sure we just said 50 Why AFL would I make games? a bet about him not playing, about him playing games somewhere else? Why would I include that in a bet? It doesn't matter. That's, oh, I, was, I was actually talking just 50 AFL games. Bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Not for Port. (laughs) Of course you were talking about Port. No, I was talking about (laughs) AFL games. You're a weasel, weasel, Rick. Let's have a look. I want to hear the replay and let's see if it was 50 games for Port Adelaide. Maybe some some of the people that listen in might already know the answer to that one, but I'm pretty confident I know the answer too. I reckon you are an absolute weasel, Rick, if you're trying to say that him playing games for the Gold Coast Suns counts. That's not... Of course it counts. That definitely does not count. Of course it does. Nah, nah, no way. I still think we've been harsh on the arch. <laughs> okay. Um, so we'll, we'll just move on. We'll have a quick look at the side. Um, so just first of all, the emergencies this week are exactly the same as last week. So Jackson Trango, Matt White and Jarman Impey are on the bench. Um... I don't know, like, our interchange, Sam Powell-Pepper, Jake Nick, Carl Amon, Dougal Howard. This, I can't really think of a configuration of players that we could name that we'd lose this game. Um, mm. I, I can't think what they would be. Like, outside of playing Jake Need and Ruck, um, I, just, I just can't think what we could do that would be a, a, a cause for us to lose. Are you happy that we persisted with Marshall? Because some of the fans were... Looking for an Eddie inclusion, and I'm. But nah, I, for one, am no. happy that we persisted with Marshall. I think that Marshall is more useful because he need. Look, I think that Marshall needed to have that first game, and he should have had it against a, a really easy opponent, but he didn't. That's okay. Um, he didn't get goals, but that's okay because his forward pressure was actually really good. Like he chased around really hard. He's got the he's got the athleticism to. Chase around like one of the of one of the alternative small forwards that we'd name. You know, he's probably did a better job of it than Montreux did when he came in. Mm. Um, and then he's got that height, so that he, they have to they have to account for him. You know, he might run around like a smaller forward, but the reality is that he can still mark above his head. And maybe he didn't do it this week, but uh, sorry, last week, but this week, you know, there's absolutely no reason why he shouldn't be out there getting marks and kicking goals. So, um, look, he was a uh, he looked like a first game player that didn't want to get in the way. You know, there's nothing wrong with that, and he, but he still influenced the play at times, and I'm I'm glad that we stuck with him and had the courage. Do you think he might be punted first week of finals? However, what Marshall? Or do you think? Yeah. Ah, uh, maybe depends on what he does this week. If he has another game, if he if this week he has the same not getting on the scoreboard problem he had last week, then yes, he'll be dropped. If he gets mm. two or three, you'll probably stay in. Depending on who we're playing, of course, as well. You know, we're going to be pick- we're going to be picking on our opposition going forward. You'd have to think for a large part. So, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I just want to say on Spreaker chat, it's getting really surreal. Um, apparently, both Kern and Mark Williams have logged into Spreaker chat because they listen to the show now. Um, awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mark Williams said, "Ryan Pillar, you're wrong." Uh, Ryan said, "Mark, focus on your country, Victoria team." And Kerner said, shut up, Mark. You're old and outdated, 119. And Mark Williams said, I'm the new coach of Gold Coast. Um, (laughs) So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, (laughs) It's... Well, can I just say that I... I'm the home of absurdist comedy. comedy. Sorry, yes. I just want to say, if uh, if they're listening, that um, I never asked for Choco to be sacked. And (laughs) 
I've n- and I've never proposed that Ken Hinckley be moved on this year either, and he's doing a great job. You are such a weasel. <laughs> That's it. You're Rick Don't... the Weasel now. <laughs> <laughs> Go check the replay. <laughs> oh, dear. You're shocking. Okay, all right. <laughs> but um, I'm glad that they picked Marshall. I thought he showed enough to uh, get keep his spot. I reckon they might, even if he kicks a couple of goals, I don't think they're going to have courage coming into the finals. And I think he will, he'll be swapped out with Jackson, especially if Jackson kicks goals again this week. Um, and uh, But, I mean, I could see that as a bit of a logical decision. But I actually like what Marshall's bringing to the side. And I thought, I'm with you, I thought he had good forward pressure. I thought he was good athletically above and below the knees. And Yeah, I mean... I th- there were stages where he got lost, but West Hop has those as well. So, you know, you've got to accept it from a guy in his first game, I would have thought. Maybe not so much in a guy in his, what, 250th or whatever it is. Um, Did you think they would have brought back Impey this week? Some yeah. uh, some supporters were hoping for an Impey re-inclusion. Oh, what would it prove? Nothing. This is exactly the sort of team he'd kick ass against. No point. Have you, um, uh, have you ruled a line through Impey? He's definitely on my... Uh, if we get a halfway decent offer, I would trade him list. Um, I think he's going to be a player that's going to just tease the rest of his career. Um, a bit like a Jared Brennan type. Uh, in the Jared Brennan, when he was drafted, like there was a lot of excitement about his potential and athleticism, but he just never had the brain to back it up. And I think that we've got Jarman Impey. He's, he's kind of proving himself to be in exactly that category. So, nah. Mm. I'd, I'd, if, if we can get an offer for him somewhere close to what we drafted him with, I'd take it. Um, and I'd move on. Yep. All right, so looking at the opposition, they've made a few changes. Um, I don't know if we know any of them. We probably know a couple of them. There's a few outs. Yeah, well, the outs will do first. This is just Jesse Lonigan, Jack Leslie, Josh Schoenfeld, and Mitch Hallahan. Um, do you know any of them, Rick? Didn't Lonigan play for um, Geelong? I thought that was Tom Lonigan. I don't know. Is there two? Well, Lonigan's not an uncommon name. Oh. Uh, and the ins, uh, Gary Ablett, as he said, Jared Lyons is in, so that's a good in for them. Um, he's one of their better midfielders. Uh, Jack Bowes is in, early draftee from last year, and Will Brody's in, another early draftee from last year. Um, so, yeah, they've named good and young. Great. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Good for them. Um, how come Gary Ablett never seems to do well against us? Um, because he doesn't have support. Yeah. That's That's all it we- is. Yeah. He's just one of those superstars, which is a superstar, but Fair we've been out to quell him quite often. Did, did, I, did someone say Gary, uh, Gary Lyons instead of Jared Lyons? Was it me? I hope it wasn't me. No, I, I didn't even notice. And can I just say that Shane Warne looks hideous with bleach blonde hair and a dark beard? I, I think seen some, him. Uh, flick it on the Channel 9. I don't know if he's doing the whole show, but um, oh. it is hideous. And uh, keep an eye out for my, my young whippersnapper because uh, I'm a player manager on the side. And so Amanda Wellington that plays cricket for Australia, she's um, picking up the phones on Channel 9. So uh, keep an eye out for some local cricketing uh, talent on the TV. Fair enough. Um, just an update coming from Spreaker Chat, which I'm just checking online. Uh, Gary Ablett's actually been dropped because he didn't make it through training, so he's not in. Oh, so oh well, they're screwed. This is becoming even more dire every second. Uh, how much stuff. are they going to? How much are they going to lose by? This is going to be. A... I don't know. It's going to be a or lot, isn't it? You how think? much are we going to? 
How much are we going to coast by? Uh, that's the real question, isn't it? Like, it's going to be, do we want to kick 100 points victory? Because or... we do have to worry about percentage a little bit. Um, when does Sydney play? Do they play before us this week? Yes, they do. Okay, so that'll probably dictate, to a large extent, how much we care about the margin. Um, yeah, yeah, really. Did Richmond play before us? No, they play after us. So it's a Sydney percentage. Against the weaker we, sides. We, we, and then we... Yeah. We only need to play well enough to beat Sydney percentage, and I think that's what we'll try and do. So I think that's, if we can do you that, think? then yeah, absolutely. If we'll know what's happened with Sydney before we play, then why wouldn't you? So if Sydney win by two goals, you'll be happy if we beat them by three goals? Well, enough that keeps us ahead on percentage, yeah. You know, because it's not directly linear to like a number of goals you kick. It is a percentage that they score compared to your score. So whatever that works yeah. out to, look, we just need the win. That's all. Need the four yeah. points. Mm. <laughs> right, and Phyllis giving me shit now. Um, breaking news: Gary Lyons out of retirement to play for Gold Coast, as told by Porsche. Um, oh, yes, good old Gaza. <laughs> Wonder uh, if he could break a leg. Ryan also reckons that uh, we need a big win because Sydney's going to smash Carlton. Oh, uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I think Carlton could be competitive, and I reckon they're going to clog it up at the SCG. Yeah. So. I don't Maybe. think it will be a bloodbath. I reckon it might be like a 50-point win. <laughs> Mark Williams has said uh, trade rumour is uh, Jack Watts for Jackson Trangove. What about uh, Mark Williams to Baghdad? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I'm bringing out the old history. That was so, that, that's, a, that's a little piece of history, that one. Oof. Yeah, yeah, you remember. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? What, it was a sign in the crowd, wasn't it? That's exactly right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Jacko for Jack Watts. Well, it's like the other sign, um, which just keeps coming up all the time, which is the one from two thousand one. Please win, Frio. We can't take losing anymore. Um, (laughs) Those kids are sixteen years older than they were in that uh, picture, and I bet either of them could beat the shit out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Would you do? Would you do Jack Jackson for Jack Watts? Ah, I would. Yeah, yeah. That forward line, I reckon he'd. I reckon Watts would be a fantastic compliment. To what we've got, yeah, yeah, I, I think I, I would too. Yeah, and I mean, I say this, I say this with no disrespect to Jackson. I think he's been a great player and support. Yeah. And you know, I'm not going to be disappointed if they keep him um, or he chooses to stay. But I think I think he's entitled to the way we've played him the last couple of years, and we've really played him out of a position almost. That you know, I think he's entitled to hunt the big paycheck that he could potentially get into state. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, I think that, look, you say that about Jackson Trengo, but the reality is if we don't trade any of our players again this year, I will be shitty. <laughs> so if no, up, we have to. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like if we just say, oh, everyone's going to stick together again and we're going to have exactly the same selection problems because we've got too many players in certain areas as we do this year, um, that will shit me off. So someone's got to go and it might have to be Jackson. We'll see. Well, unfortunately, I think we actually need to force a trade just to put people on edge and... I think now it has yeah. to be um, Matthew Broadbent. I still reckon Homsch, but we'll see. Yeah, but he just signed a contract this year. So what? <laughs> so what? So I think you just have a pure desire of hate for Jack Homsch in our no, starting I just, 22. I just think he's clearly one of our worst defenders, and I think that the fact that he, his age is on his side, his previous performance is quite good. And he is a character recruit. Like, he's just a really good guy that is exactly the sort of defender a shit team like Gold Coast would absolutely adore. I think he's exactly the sort of player you'd look at moving on. But that's me. 
So it's funny how time evolves things because it was only two years ago we were all slapping each other's back on how we robbed GWS with that trade for with Homsch and Need and, oh, and now really? we're... Yeah, I, I, I don't think I don't think that Need was part of the inclusion on that. But yeah, I, it certainly Homsch looked like a good pickup. But uh, yeah, well, he, reality Need is he still the, is for what he gave up. He's still a good pickup, Homsch. Yeah, I think mm. injuries have really hurt him this year, so oh, I don't probably. think we can be too harsh with him. Well, but we don't super need him, you know. Like we've got Howard coming in; he's doing all right. We had Cleary have an absolute stonker of a year. Jonas has been all right when he's not been suspended. Um, you know, we've got options. We've got options. Absolutely. If we get rid of Trengove and Homps, who do, who do we have? Austin. Oh, yeah, forgot about him. Yeah. Did he sign a new deal? Oh, I don't know if he has yet. Don't know. So maybe, he, maybe he's going. Don't know. Doubt it. Don't know. If Homps goes, he won't go. So, yeah, we'll see. Mm. This, these, are, these, are, these are all things that will make Trade Week absolutely insufferable to follow. Um, yes, all right, we'll talk I'm sure very, you. We'll talk very briefly about the Gold Coast by position because we have got a little bit diverted. Um, so the Ruck matchup, um, Jared Witts has been their main Ruckman all year and he's not in. Uh, they named Peter Wright as the Ruckman, but the reality is they'll probably need him as a goal scorer because he's been he's their second highest goal kicker this year. Um, so it'll probably be Keegan Brooksby, who, if we recall from a matchup last year, um, he's as good as Matthew Lobby. Uh, so mm. that's we should smash that one. Um, there's not really a lot of point discussing that, so let's move along. Uh, Newfield, Gary Ablett, still the man, topping clearances after only 14 games this season, averaging 34 But he's disposals. not playing. Oh, that's right. He's out. I can cut that off the rundown. He's gone. Bam. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Jared Lyons, David Swallow, they're the second and third best clearance options at the side. Both in the 20s for disposal, and they're both you know very occasional goal kickers. I think one every two matches. Um, and after that, it really falls away. There's not a lot. Um, can we get Tom Lynch this year? It'd be really nice, wouldn't it? Well, speaking of Tom Lynch, we'll move on to the forward line. Uh, Tom Lynch has kicked two goals a game. He uh, he gets his goals against um, the good opponents as well as the bad ones, which is nice to see for a forward and a shit side. Um, they didn't get in against us in China, but, you know, Gold Coast didn't do much of anything in China. Mm. Well, he did have the, the hammer on him, Tom yeah. Jonas. <laughs> there you go. The anvil. Well, he won't have Tom Jonas on him this week, will he? So who knows what'll happen. He'll kick ten is goals. Tom jo- is Tom Jonas' new nickname Elbows? Maybe. I don't know. Isn't it just Jonah? I think we should I think we should just start calling him Elbows. I, I don't think that as fans it's exactly a nickname you want to get around. What you last thing, the last thing you want is umpires calling him Elbows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you know like it'd be like calling someone suspendable, like, oh good old suspendable Jonas. <laughs> I don't know. Like mm. it just seems unwise. Um, I'm copying shit on Spreaker Tech's uh, source to saying Homsch just recommitted to the club for two years. Homsch is going nowhere. He just resigned. So, okay, cool. There you go. All right. Uh, Jack Martin and Brandon Matera at about a goal a game for Gold Coast. Uh, they're okay. Uh, in the defence, it's really Stephen May and a bunch of guys. Sard's okay. Uh, apart from that. Yeah. I reckon that's it. Yeah, yeah I reckon there's uh, Tom Lynch. Stephen they've got, May. They've got Calamai Chi named at centre half back, which probably says a lot about their defence. <laughs> My God, this is going to be a slaughter. <laughs> Look, the only thing that you can say is that, yeah, they're not great in forward, not great in ruck, and they're not great in defence, but they have a lot of midfield options. And if Dean Solomon 
turns out that he's a tactical coach who can manage matchups well and all that sort of thing, and he's serious about becoming a senior coach, then yeah, he could pull something off, but he probably won't. And pulling something off in this case might mean like a five goal loss. That would be a good result. I'm going for Charlie Dixon to kick ten goals this game, I reckon. Okay. Um, We've got uh, Ryan Pillar saying this is Aaron Hall's team, which yeah, Hall's okay. Don't know if he's had the greatest season, but he's all right. Uh, Going in general, should we be concerned about Dean Solomon? Probably not. Uh, Does either side have the psychological advantage? Clearly, Port does by a huge, huge way. So. I'm just going to be completely disrespectful and just say Gold Coast is shit and we're going to win by heaps and let's just do the big footy questions instead. Well, that's what we're up to. So, come on, Rick, give me questions. Let's get on the questions part. Okay. We have hardcore. Should Chico rolls be cooked well done or standard? (laughs) I don't know. I've never had a Chico roll that wasn't overcooked, so I, I really can't comment. Like, they're always overcooked, in my opinion. They're always too, well, too hard on the outside. Yeah, there's only one way, isn't there? you just got to deep fry the crap out of them. Yeah, you? right? Uh, can, can I, oh, yeah. I, I want to raise a Porsche question, which I, I feel safe raising this week because Macca's not on, which is yeah. that I think that Macca has deep fryer privilege and he doesn't recognise it and he doesn't use it well. I, I think that everyone that listens to this podcast has got great ideas on what they could deep fry if they had a, a, a fish and chip shop deep fry. And I don't think Macca really experiments or does anything interesting with it at all like you know where's the story of deep fried poly waffles and things like that you know where, where is it deep fried hey, monaco I, bars deep I fried gave anything him quality gold and told him to deep fry a cornetto oh that'd be weird and he has and he hasn't done it no no it's this is exactly what i mean it's just it's appalling i deep, know oh, i don't i don't get it deep fry yeah. golden gay time that'd be pretty good oh that'd go well all right actually yeah. You know, like there's just so many things he could he could deep fry, and he just doesn't. He should be reporting back. There should be a segment in every review podcast, like Macca, what did you fry this week? And he'll say, I deep fried a blah blah blah. That would be so good. Could, Post photos on the blog. That'd be, be great. Could that be a theme? Every week, he has to choose uh, a listener's deep fried suggestion, and then come back and tell us how it went. Yeah, yeah, and post a photo on the um, Port Fan Radio blog of what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. We've unilaterally made that decision um, for Macca. So, Macca, when you're listening to this, um, you know, you've got to do that now. So, that's it. And New Vision, New Vision can pay for the, the chocolate bar or ice cream or whatever <laughs> okay. it is as sponsor of the uh, of that segment. Okay. And, and Macca can eat it so it can be his arteries. It's a good segment um, for off-season coming up too. So yeah. I think so. Monkey Tunk Man said, mm. is there some sort of magnet in dog droppings that attracts your shoes to make you step in them, especially in work shoes just when you're posting some mail? Uh, I think that that about posting mail probably is kind of... Like you're walk, you obviously are walking in dog territory, you know, like... You can walk. You can walk through office space all the time, and it's very rare you step in dog shit. So I guess it's probably kind of a, it, you know, work cover. If they had to cover that, then it would certainly vary by your profession uh, as to how much you had to pay to, you know, um, recompense people for stepping in dog shit. So I just can't believe how rank it is when you do treading it, because when it's just sitting there in isolation, it's okay, and it's just like a, a little uh, 
yeah. your mind that when you tread in it, it just smells instantly. And you're yeah, like, like when it's just started, ah. when it, it's already had time to dry on the outside, but then you crack it open and it reveals that <laughs> original fresh smell all over again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, um, <laughs> yum. Sounds great. Deep fried dog um, shit. Maybe that could be one. Yeah, maybe, yeah, that one. Hey, Mission Impossible wanted to know, I continue to see posts about our forward line being shit, yet we are second highest scoring team. So is it shit or are we all just plebs on this forum? Probably both. Um, I, I think that, like if you go back a couple of weeks on the podcast, people are complaining about um, how we don't play a forward line. <laughs> you know, that we, we have a midfield, we've got a defence and we've got Charlie Dixon. Um, I think that that's probably where a lot of the criticism of our forward line comes from because we don't really play traditional forwards for the most part. But as we talked about last week with my weird stat, um, no one in the top eight is really generally playing all that traditional forward lines. Like They're not heavily reliant on marks inside 50. They're very reliant on opportunist goals from forward press, created by forward press. Um, but the very good sides do both, and that's probably where we're lacking. So it's, I think it's a fair criticism. I think hopefully Marshall coming on might help correct it, um, but it is a fair criticism. When you consider the sides that have beaten us, the good sides that have beaten us, they've all been playing multiple key forwards. Um and so that's clearly something we do have to work out. Um, yeah, I think so. To 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 improve on, and also well, how to combat it. It's that whole. There's two Port Adelaide's, one against the top eight and one against the bottom eight, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. If you looked at our points for against the top eight, it's Scheisenhausen. Um, I'd read Sog Thirty Five's question, but it breaks my policy of it's way too long. So what is sorry. It? What is it? Abbreviate it, Sog, and next time I'll read it. Oh, I got the uh, too. I'm going to read it. Hang on. <laughs> our worst performance of the year has all have almost all come when our midfield has been smashed, in particular around the back. Yet the yep. vast ma- majority of the changes haven't impacted the core group of mids. Most changes have come from the back half or the fringe elements of the team. Are we just the biggest biggest example of click games uh, or cliche games are won in the midfield and follow up? Does this mean we keep going for blue chip mids in the trade draft period to attempt to mitigate this inconsistency? Way too long. Um, I don't have a problem with that question. I understand why you're saying should we target blue chip mids. Uh, the problem with targeting blue chip mids is that in trade they cost a lot and in the draft they require high picks. Um, we've, we've picked players that we reckon can be engine room players. And the existing players, they're not ancient apart from... Oh, well, Boke's not even ancient either. Um, so the reality is that the guys we've got, we've really just got to wait for the experience to build up on them. You know, we've got, um, hopefully Sam Pepper will have a good second year, but he might not. Uh, Joe Atley might have a, a player full season next year. Uh, Willem Drew might come in. Um, that's three guys that could, uh, seriously change our, our midfield makeup. Um, cause as much as we all think Sam Pepper's really good, like he's, he's not a senior player and we shouldn't be expecting him to be, um, I don't know. It is a little bit disconcerting that we've had the dominant ruckman in the competition pretty much, and we haven't had the midfield performance commensurate with that. Um, Michael Voss. <laughs> I, I think that probably we're lacking the outside midfielders. I think that's probably where we need to be. Like I think that in the middle, we're okay, we compete, but it's the teams that beat us are usually doing it because they've got better setups just a little bit further from the contest than we do. Um, yeah, I think. Michael the grunt Voss. we've got. The grunt is fine, I think. But I think Voss isn't. is still a little bit weak in that coaching department. Yeah, maybe. But 
Paddy Ryder has made him a little bit stronger this year, but I think yeah, we need we definitely need to target an outside fast player to replace White. Shame MP can't really be that player, and uh, I I don't know another uh, Tom Mitchell I reckon would be great in our side, but we don't have Tom. But I reckon Tom should we should be all be putting money on him to win the Brownlow next year. I reckon this year, you mean or next year? Why not this year? I don't know. Because everyone's saying <laughs> Dusty Martin's going to win it this year. Uh, Bomber Clifford wants to know, what's the maximum number of JPEGs that one can embed in an email footer? I hope this isn't directed at me, Bomber. I don't know. It really depends on the um, the file size because I know that it, it comes down to uh, email filters. And I know that back in the day it used to be a thing like if you had a file over five megabytes, it just wouldn't get through. Um, so it really depends on the individual mail filter. Um, if they're all really small, you can probably get away with heaps. Like if they're really yeah. low quality, you can probably do heaps and heaps and heaps. I guess what I'd like to know, Bomber, does it affect your brand by having too many in there? Or if they have a sequential flow to them, <laughs> does it actually enhance your brand when you're emailing people? So please answer that question. Um, uh, so. Oh, Dylan said the answer is zero. Um, and I also, I remember watching a, a Meet the Press, like, oh, when Java, the, you know, the programming language was first introduced by Sun Microsystems. So it's like, it might even be 20 years ago. Oh, shit. Um, and the head of um, Sun Microsystems did the speech for the, the press club and he was talking about how he gets people sending him emails that were written in a Word document and then the Word document was sent to him. And he's like, ah, just text. Text is great. Just send text. Don't waste space. Don't waste effort. Just put it in text. Don't even. You don't need to have to put your name on the end because it's attached to your address at the top. So just write what you've got to say and go. And I think, I that think that's a good emails, way to Email is overrated. And I really like the policy. More than two emails on the phone. Quick phone call. Nah. Just Let's get over, let's get nah, over this no, email fetish. Nah. I, yeah. I, I love. I, I'll tell you why I love emails, and it's because emails are accountable. Phone calls aren't. So you can say, "Oh, no, we no. talked about it in the phone call." Blah blah blah. And you're like, okay. And even looking it up, even if you record every phone call or something bizarre like that, you've then got to listen through it at listening speed. Because if no, you send no, an email, no. you can quickly search, and you can find the shit you need. No, email is great. So your phone call, more than two emails, phone call. Then you send a summary follow-up email to confirm, which you can then use to protect yourself. Yeah, that's the that, way. But that gets—that's that's even worse. That's much worse because that becomes super passive aggressive when that doesn't match what you both think the conversation was was on the phone. Well, yeah, well, I've never had that happen. Well, I must be good at, I must I, be good I at articulating. A I imagine that's probably because you're a boss, so you would be the one kicking up the fuss. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. Um, so, two part question here. So, one person asked a question, then there was a follow up answer, which I really like. So, Sergeant Schultz wanted to know if Charlie Dixon had. Had that set shot at Geelong, uh, what do you say? If he had kicked that set shot at Geelong, would our perception of the media have been completely changed? And then T. Cray replied, which I think is very interesting, assuming all other results stay the same, we'd currently be third on the ladder and sweating on the descent likelihood of Geelong beating GWS to help us claim second spot, two home finals. Talk about sliding doors. Thoughts? Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of moments like that in any given season, so, you know. Yeah, but I think I think if we did win that game, yeah, I think there we would have been taken a lot more seriously. Yeah, but and there the, would have the, been a, 
But then you might say that our opponents might have taken us more seriously too and played better in following weeks because they would have studied us more because we were a more threatening side. You know, like there's Probably just not. so many there's so many knock on effects that can happen from these things. So like, I understand that. Yeah, you can point it here. Oh, that sucks. But like, what's even the value of of, of having that attitude? Like, who does that serve? Um, mm-hmm. It's not good for players to have that attitude because then it makes it seem like their destiny's out of their control, which is absolutely a shitty, terrible attitude for a player to have. And for a fan, all it does is make you tortured and go. Ah. So nah. <laughs> Oops. 1870 wants to know, how good is it that the coaches are rewarding form and not names? Um, come back to us next week when finals are on the line and uh, loyalties are tested yes. with people coming out to the coach saying, Ken, I get it. you've got to play me this week. I can't miss the finals. I've been here for eight years. I haven't played a final. Mm. Yeah. And then Phil Reach replied to the Geelong comment by saying, oh, but it's a complete myth that umpires influence results. Well, we know they influence results. So what? Yeah. <laughs> like, we know they like do, match, absolutely. Like the match review panel always get it right. Uh, Brendan Archie, handball, the legend, oh, given that we can be playing in either an elimination or qualifying final during the week of finals, which team would you rather see us play and why, depending on whether we finish top or bottom four? Uh, well, I mean, if we finish in the top four, we're going to play the Crows, right? So that's all right. Um, uh, really, I think that the aim of that one would be to work out their tricks or force them to use tricks to win, but not mm. worry too much about losing, because all it is is really just an entry to the second week when we get a home final if we finish fourth, and I think that's what we should be looking at it as. Um, if we won, it would be great, but it's almost good if we don't win too. Um, would you like us to beat Melbourne if we finish fifth? I'd rather that we played against Melbourne than Essendon um, for the reason that I think Melbourne are more likely to have the Judas in the finals. Um, so that would be my choice of those two. I reckon I would rather have us play Melbourne in week on. I think they're more beatable than Essendon by us. You're going to like this one. Lord Flashheart wants to know what happened to Hobbs this season. We kind of already discussed that, didn't we? Um not he's really, had a, he's, he's had a, he's had a bit of injury, but he just hasn't been playing as well as the alternative players have been. Realistically, like I don't think any of us at the start of the year predicted that Tom Clury would have a breakout season and be effectively, given Tom Jonas is suspended every second week. Um, Clury is, in my opinion, officially our best defender this season. So, mm. uh, Port WTF is asking, we've not won three games in a row all year. If we win this week, do you think this is good or bad omen for our finals campaign? I'm asking the follow-up question, is it is it like us beating North Melbourne in a preliminary final? I think who we're playing against this week is exactly why three in a row is meaningless, because... Um, how do we lose this week? How would we lose this week? Like, if we lost this week, would it really be... Better than winning? No, never. Um, so no, you just you just go okay. We've won three in a row, and ideally, you know, to win the premiership, you've got to win what more than that, don't you, in a row? So yeah. And lastly, Andre, a Gold Coast side just waiting for off season that we beat by eighty last time. What is the pass mark margin to give some hope we will win a final? You can't get that this week. Sorry. 
It's, it's not available. It's not on the menu. Yeah. Um, do you think St Kilda can beat Richmond? Oh, they could, but I don't think they will. I think Richmond would be pretty stoked to finish top four. I think that's very Richmond. But do you think that maybe they might get ahead of themselves after a flogging of Frio? No, I'll, I'll tell you why. And it's because it would be so much more Richmondy to finish fourth and go, ha ha, we're a serious side, and then go out in straight sets. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a lot more Richmondy. Because like if they lose week one, they'll it'll be like, oh well, you know, we were fourth going up against the the top side. You know, we should lose the week one. But they'll just be that little bit of nerves, like, well, now we're on our last chance. And then home final against someone, maybe us, I don't know. Um, that one they'll probably lose. <laughs> and that and that will be Richmond. That would be very Richmond. <laughs> no, I hope so. But I'd like <laughs> us to finish. I'd like us to finish fourth. That is it for the questions. Okay, cool. So we just got a, a comment on Spreaker Chat I want to quickly refer to. Uh, first of all, Bomber Clifford has said I was right about email being a documented conversation, so yes. And Dylan said he faxes, which is really good. Um, Screw Sol- you, Bomber. <laughs> Solstar- I've, I've, got, I've invited him to come and speak at my event on Tuesday, and he doesn't support me, so screw him. Well, did you send an email or did you phone him? I emailed him. Ah, well, there and you go. He is a very, very tardy email replier, and he doesn't read them properly either. Take a look at yourself, Bomber. <laughs> All right. And if you want to come to a, a free event, wealthyu.com.au. There's a few seats left, not many. Um, Solstar has said that the St Kilda win is probably a sliding doors moment as well, um, as that Geelong game, so um, that's fair. And uh, Dylan has asked a question, am I a real supporter? I don't care what we do as long as Richmond go out in straight sets. I don't know. I don't know. I'd rather I think, us. I, I'd rather us win. Yeah, like it's more important. But if Richmond go out in the straight sets like that, you know that that's a consolation prize, I guess. But it's, it that would still be a consolation prize behind, say, for example, the Crows going out in straight sets. Yeah. Yeah. Hugely unlikely, but it'd be pretty good. All right, now let's move on to the final wrap up. Let's 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 get to it. Let's get really get into it. Winning side and margin, Rick, and your highest goalkeeper for Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide. Okay. Charlie Dixon, ten goals. <laughs> and margin. One hundred and fifteen points. Yeah. Okay. As as the winning margin. Okay. Cool. Right. Um, I'm going to say Port Adelaide. I'm going to say Port by about thirty three points. And I'm going to say our main goal kick is probably going to be. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be Robbie Gray because I just don't think they've got anything to match him, and he'll probably get four. Uh, boo, 30-odd points. Yeah, well, because we don't need to... We only need to beat Sydney's percentage. That's what I think we're looking at, yeah? So if yeah. Sydney absolutely blitz their opponents, then, okay, maybe we'll have to try and smash Gold Coast. But if Sydney win by, you know, 20 points, then we'll only do what we have to do. Um, yeah. Uh, fear factor. Which port players should Gold Coast be most concerned about? I'll answer for you. All of them. Um, and... Which Gold Coast player should Port be most concerned about? Well, he dropped out, and that was Gary Ablett. So, I don't know. Stephen May. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Stephen May. Because he might hurt a couple of our players. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm going to say Ben Ainsworth, because he might kick a few goals. You never know. He's, he's a smart player. Um, he's also another draftee from last year. The number Was he number two? Number two pick. Um, 
and the quiet achiever for Port Adelaide. Who is going to put in the game of high standard that may not wow the crowds? Jeez. Oh, what? Who huh? may? <laughs> Sam Gray. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, because t- I reckon he could kick four goals this week and people would be like, yeah, but it's only against a shit team. So, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. I would, I would yeah. go with Sam Gray. He'll probably play all it, right, but it doesn't count. It's very hard for him to please me now. Yeah, I think that's the case for pretty much everyone, really. Um, Ryan Pillar said Dan Houston might be the quite achiever, and I probably, yeah, I can see that happening too. He might completely shut down a forward we've never heard of, and that would be really good, but it won't matter. So, yeah, that's fair. Um Alright, so any other games this weekend that you are particularly interested in? I've got to say Richmond Rich- St Kilda. Richmond St Kilda, Sydney yep. Carlton. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. <laughs> that's honestly the only two games. Oh, Gold, uh, Geelong G- GWS? Yeah, only because just... I hope that they all get injured and suspended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, they're, they're really the only three games that I know that are on. So, uh, as I said to you earlier, I'm, I'm finding it harder to watch neutral games of footy this year. The, the the quality of footy, even though it's been close, the style's pretty average. So uh, I like to watch all the anti and conspiracy Trump things in my news feed over watching AFL football a lot these days. That's really depressing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it is. They're trying to turn it into soccer. I just... Well, just... Uh, I... I just don't get it. Look, I'll, I'll tell you what I think has been the biggest detriment to football, and mm. that is the umpires paying deliberate out-of-bounds um, for rushing behinds. I think that hurts enormously, because I think that's what's created the importance of the forward press. Um, and that's why we've mm. gone away from having teams that you know have marking structures and all that sort of stuff. It's because now it's scoring is 100% about putting the back room under pressure and making them shit themselves. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, if they don't have a chance to kick to a safety, then it just all becomes an ugly scramble in the forward line. And that's why we get yep. the football we're playing right now. And that's all caused, in my opinion, it's all caused because of the over on um, and inconsistency of uh, Backman being forced to not rush behinds and not kick to space. And too many umpires no. also hurts because there's too many interpretations that are varied. Yeah, but that's always been a problem. That's not changed for the last 20, 30 years. So. Oh, when you had one umpire, it was okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you had one umpire now, like, so what, soccer had, I don't know if they still do, soccer used to have one umpire and everyone complained constantly about them missing things. Um, you know, it's, yeah, not, it's not a win. That's not a win. You gotta, at least you've got to respect soccer that they they stood fat by their rules and didn't really change anything. And... Like, except for adding the offside rule, which ruined the game. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with the offside rule? It's shit. It makes it a terrible slugfest. I love the interpretation hockey has with the offside rule. What's that? Well, they got rid of it, except for you're not allowed to go in the uh, the penalty box. Yeah, that's fair. That's so that, you, that's reasonable. So you can sweat by the penalty box if you want to, and wait for the you know the the cheapie to get to you, but hmm. you might leave yourself short with the numbers, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's anyway. better. Yeah. But yeah, look, we we're just, fixing we're everyone's problems fun. today. Absolutely. <laughs> that could be a radio show in itself. Call us and we'll answer your problems. Maybe we could do that in bye week. I think they need to add us to the rules of the game committee. I think that's what it is. Well, it can't be any worse. Mm. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do that next week. Phone. You can ask us here. Ask us a question. Are we or doing a, a show next we'll, week? 
Well, no, but we could do a solve your problem show instead. People could tune in and uh, we'll answer, we'll solve any problem that somebody has. We we could potentially do a finals preview show on one of the days, either the on the Thursday maybe or the next, the following Monday or something. I don't know. Won't that won't that be the week before? What do you mean? Like the week before, just before the finals, like the no, week I, leading I don't, into. I don't, I don't mean a game preview for Port Flame, but like the whole final series or something. I don't know. Like ah. too much, it's too much effort. I don't think there's enough interest. So let's move along. Are All you, right. Are you excited that uh, will it'll be me, you, and Macca previewing the finals? I think it'll be good. Are we doing the reviews as well? Yeah. Okay. Then yes, that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, it'll take a bit of while, a bit of, to get used to not talking to each we'll other. Start- We'll start talking over the top of each other again. Especially yeah. Mako. He just won't stop talking. Oh, he's terrible, isn't he? He just never shuts up. He's oh. just that power freak, isn't he? He is an absolute control freak that doesn't use his deep fryer properly. All I, all I can think is that um, Kylie must be so dominant in his house that the only way that he gets any uh, power trip is by this radio show to make up for it. Yeah, and by not frying cool things. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's got his new segment now, and he has to follow that. That's right. That's locked in. We're definitely doing that yeah. now. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Macca. What a legend. All right. All right. That's going to do. We've covered everything. People are still listening in, which is insane, because we've really been just... Dribbling talking. shit. <laughs> Dribbling shit great. for a fair while. Um, but so... does it, is anyone with me? Is anyone with the solve... Solve your problem show. I'm I'm keen. Me and Porsche. I reckon we could solve nearly anyone's problem, except for I'm not I'm not willing to be held liable for anything that's implemented that doesn't work. Yeah, well, that sounds like a pretty standard sort of solve your problems show, really, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, what about can can we declare ourselves psychic for the night and we could run a psychic hotline? We We could read people's we could read people's futures. Mark Williams has said, interview me. <laughs> For what? I don't know. Um, and Dylan says he absolutely would not send in made-up problems to solve. Oh, give us a real one then. What's your biggest problem at the moment, Dylan? Even though, if it's going to be about girls and how to get a girlfriend, I think the first thing would be uh, ditch the glasses, ditch the beard and have a haircut. Just quote Limmy all the time. I think that's what it is. Limmy's show. Just quote that all the time and, you know, ultimate success. And just lie and make out you've got a really good job and you earn lots of money. <laughs> you, you're being accused of padding, Rick. Uh, and Dylan said crippling anxiety, which is fair. <laughs> okay, we're going to go now. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. I um, hope you got something of value out of this. It's hard to imagine how, but if you did, well done. You should go prospecting for gold because you'll probably have- find heaps. How can I be padding when we've gone over time? <laughs> That's exactly the point. How did we go over time talking about Gold Coast? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going now. Thanks, everyone. Um, Barrack for, I don't know, Marshall to kick five. That'd be really good. How could we, how much would everyone go nuts if, if Marshall kicked five goals this week? Oh, my God. Imagine if he kicked ten goals. Imagine if he kicked one goal. I think people would just still go nuts anyway. Yeah. <laughs> What do you think of the uh, what do you think of the big dogs chant around the stadium? Yeah, could happen. Could happen if he uh, if he does something good. Yeah, could happen. Why not? Yeah. Ah oh, dear. All right, we're going now. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Can't